Hello, and welcome to Small Business Happy Hour, a podcast where we interview a different entrepreneur or small business owner every week to hear their story. We chat about their business, passions, struggles, and all things small business. Oh, and we drink with our guests during the interview, hence the happy hour. I'm your host, Derek, founder of Yoga for All Humans, a fully online yoga studio. And I'm your host, Holly, creator of the blog, The Bitter Lemon, and author of many books. We are so happy you're here. Hi, Holly. Hello. I realized the other day whenever I was editing that I always say, hi, Holly. <laughs> Just I like know. That and you always time. say hi first. I know. So full disclosure, people, Holly and I are always talking before we actually start the recording. So <laughs> that's part of the reason why. Um, and also full disclosure, we are recording this intro after the episode we're introducing. So we're probably both a little bit tipsy. Can't speak for you, but I'm a little tipsy. Yeah, well, I actually don't feel too bad, which is shocking because I really have not been drinking during the week. Yeah, I've gotten a lot better about that. I mean, last week I drank more during the week than I have been because I was traveling for work. Oh, yeah. But yeah, but we've gotten better about not drinking as much during the week, for sure. Yeah, I, I enjoy it. I feel like I... I just sleep better. I do better in the morning. And I, I've noticed over the past year that I'm really, whether I like it or not, I really am a morning person. Like, And that doesn't mean I like getting up early and getting started. Like, I still have trouble getting out of bed, but that is just when my mind is most fresh and when I can get stuff done, like when I, especially writing stuff. So I feel like if I don't drink, I have a better chance of just accomplishing more early in my day. And then, cause I feel like just by after lunch, I'm just, I prefer to do more mindless tasks in the afternoon. That's just something I've noticed about myself. So it's like, yeah, as much as I like to have a glass of wine, any chance I get, <laughs> it's usually, I, I usually can't just have one and it usually messes me up. A, a little bit, a little foggy the next day. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same way. I get so much more done. Like between the hours of like nine and 1130, mm -hmm. I can like take over the world. Yeah. <laughs> Outside of that, it's kind of a gamble. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel that. Yeah. What was I going to say? Oh, so yeah. Uh, last week I was in... Louisiana so I mentioned work travel and I was because I work like the the company I work for is based out of Covington Louisiana which is near New Orleans for people that don't know Louisiana geography and good for you if you don't <laughs> so I, I go into the office every now and then but this trip got delayed several times because of my surgery so I was like this was the one that kept getting rescheduled. So I finally, I thought eventually Southwest would be like, you can't reschedule this flight again. But that's, I will tell you, like, the pandemic obviously sucked, but putting the airlines in check mm -hmm. was one big benefit of the pandemic. Because remember, like, if you had to change a flight, you usually had to pay a change, flight, a change oh. fee. Yeah, for back sure. before before 2020, you had to pay change fees. And sometimes like I remember one time with um, 
I don't remember if it was American Airlines or Delta. It was like a $200 change fee, like crazy stuff. They were just like abusing us. But yeah, I mean, I don't know if all airlines are like this because I only fly Southwest now, but there's never a change fee. And it's not even the most expensive ticket. It's like the second or third tier of tickets, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I went to Louisiana and shockingly, the first couple of days there, like heat wise, it was a little bit of a relief okay. from Texas mm-hmm. because it's been so hot here. I'm just so over it. You you know how much I hate the heat. I'm just like every day is a struggle. Yeah. Um, but it was actually a little bit of a relief. Like and that was sad because Louisiana is usually not a relief whenever it comes to weather. I feel like the only place um that I know of that's hotter than Texas is like Arizona. Mm, yeah, they've had it really bad. Like it's like you know, we get like one oh I think one oh seven is the highest I've seen here. Arizona straight up gets one twenty. Like they had Phoenix had, I heard on NPR the other day, like I think like twenty-five days straight of one hundred twenty plus temperatures. That is some what? Yeah. But they have, you know, I work right when I moved to Austin, I worked with uh a woman who was from I don't know if she was from Phoenix, but she was from Arizona and she would talk about like the dust storms. I've never been to Arizona, um, about, like the dust storms. And I was like, what the heck is that? And she's like, it's literally like rain, except it's dirt and dust. And it just comes like flying. It's like high winds. And it's just, you have to run inside. And like, I'm like, what? Like, oh my God. yeah. So they, I feel like people that live there probably are just like, and aren't they on their own time zone? Oh, they sure are. Yeah. And I see so that. So they are probably just like everybody talking about the freaking time zone, the weather. Like, <laughs> they are like, don't talk to us. <laughs> yeah. I, I scheduled an interview one time for someone that lived there. And like, so like half the year they're on the same time zone as everyone else. But then the other half of the year, they don't switch for like, I guess they don't switch for daylight savings. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. I figured that out whenever one of someone I scheduled an interview for was like, you know, an hour late because she told me she was in mountain time whenever she should have told me she was in Arizona mountain time. But she mm-hmm. didn't. So anyway. But it was a good trip overall. Um, I mean, I always have a good time whenever I go and visit. I was a bit more social than I usually am. Okay. Um you know, because I, I I try to be, it's it's like a juggling act for me whenever I go into the office because, like, I go in because most people at my company work in the office. And so it's a chance for me to interact with people, whereas usually it's just online, right? Mm-hmm. We're not a remote workforce. But it's a struggle for me to actually, like, you know, be really social whenever I'm there because it's such a shock to my system of, like, I'm working from home yeah. by myself every day. All of a sudden, I'm in an office. I'm not only dealing with my coworkers, but since I'm a recruiter, I have a lot of relationships with hiring managers, and I've hired a lot of people. So, like mm-hmm. everywhere I go, there's people I know. You know, yeah. So it's just like a lot. But I did like coordinate like a big lunch with a bunch of people I hired one day, which was really fun. That's fun. Um, it was. It was really sweet. You know, because that's 
that's the feel good of recruiting is like actually being able to place people in jobs that they'll like, you know? Yeah. So it was good to hear that they're performing well and enjoying it at the same time, you know? And then I even went out for drinks one night with one of my new coworkers in HR. So. Wow. Just out and about. Yeah. That's fun. You know? so I was there for like, I don't even know, like seven or eight days because I ended up going to a kid's birthday party to top it all off. Um, yeah. Which the, I mean. The wine and painting themed child's birthday. Correct. Yeah. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. It was, I mean, it was like, like a DIY place. So there's like this really cute DIY yeah. place called Hammer and Stain in Covington. Okay. And we had a team building there, which is how my boss, Kelly, who is also my friend, obviously. Um, it was her kid's birthday party. And it, I mean, it's just a really cool place. Like, you know, everyone got to pick up their designs ahead of time. She like mm-hmm. pre-cuts them. There's like all kinds of things to stain and paint. And like a lot of them lit up. It was okay. a very cool birthday party. But yeah. I was there as um, partially entertainment just going around making sure everyone's having a good time and then also refilling people's drinks so i was <laughs> i was i was the wine of the, the wine and pain i was like you need a drink right. <laughs> let's get you a drink yeah 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 so i actually had a good time at the birthday party and um i really like kelly's family um Kelly listens to these, so Kelly, I do love your family. Um, <laughs> you have to say that. <laughs> no, it's it's true though. I always enjoy hanging out with Kelly's family. They they've become like kind of like an extended family of mine. So yeah. Um, so that's been my week. How about you? Your hair looks cute. You got a hair do. Thanks. Yeah, I got my hair cut and colored today. Well, today is marks one whole month that I've been at my full time job, uh, and I feel like. I, I didn't really even mean to, but it's like, yeah, I, I noticed the date and I was like, oh, wow, it's been a full month. And um, it has just been, I, I don't want to say wild ride because I feel like that is like connotates something negative and it's not been negative <laughs> at all. But I I definitely feel like I'm having, um, I don't even know what to call it. I'm just getting used to my new schedule. And it's crazy because even though I've done this, for years. Like I've worked from home. I've had nine to five jobs before, but it's like, I'm coming off of a year of not doing that. And like for part of that year, I was not working really at all. I may have had like some freelance work. Um, but for 10 months I was, you know, working 30 hours a week retail, which the schedule for that is so different than what I'm doing now. And I think it's just like letting myself recognize that like, change is sometimes difficult, even if it's change that you really asked for, you know, like, um, it is fantastic. Like I cannot explain how grateful I am to be making a wage that allows me to pay my bills, um, to be working from home. Like I got into my car Saturday to go to the grocery and I was like, I haven't driven in two weeks. (laughs) That's the best. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, this is amazing. Like the fact that I don't have to rely on my vehicle to get me to work. The fact that I have paid time off, 
making a living wage. And I'm literally, I was hired to write, like I could not have asked for anything better, but it's just like, it still comes with like growing pains, you know, like it's, Mm -hmm. it's strange, but now that it's been a month, I feel like I'm kind of getting my footing. I'm meeting more people. Everyone is so nice and welcoming, but it's also interesting because this, I know I mentioned, maybe I didn't, I mentioned that I talked to a psychic uh, when I went to Indiana yeah, I this think that was on the last episode. This is something the psychic talked to me extensively about. She said that I'm going to have, she was like, it's going to take you a while to like get your schedule and, and get that feel, which when she said it, I was thinking like, what is she talking about? Like, that's not, that's going to be so easy for me. And now it's like, I'm feeling it, you know, I'm feeling like what she meant by that. But I also already took a vacation. I had a vacation uh, planned before I got my job. And so when they gave me an offer, I, I told them that I had this trip and made sure it was okay. So I had my first paid vacation in over a year. So I went with another writer to, we drove from Austin to Santa Fe and we stayed in Santa Fe for a few days. Then we went to Socorro, New Mexico to see the very large array, which if you've seen the movie Contact, that's where that was filmed. So we went to see the 22 mile telescope, which was insane. Um, 22 miles telescope? Yeah, it's like 27 different telescopes that are in an array, a specific array to make a 22 mile wide telescope that takes entire pictures of the universe, like light years beyond. Mm. It's actually like it, it's it was creepy, like driving up and seeing them because they're in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, because they have to be, they're like protected by a mountain range and like the, the dry air, like also helps them collect more accurate data, but they take pictures of like everything that happens in the universe. And it's like what they, this is how they described it, which the distance that these things can see is if you were in LA, Los Angeles, you could read a newspaper that was sitting on a table in New York City. That's bizarre. That's insane. That's like the distance it can see. Wow. So we went and saw that. And then we drove from there to Ghost Ranch, which was in Abiquiu, New Mexico. And I went there last year for the same writer's retreat. And so this, I feel like the writer's retreat also, you know, it's a time to connect with others but it's also a time to like reflect you really don't have cell phone service there's not much wi-fi um and it is famously where several movies including oppenheimer were filmed um and it's also where very famous uh painter george o'keefe spent half of her life so it's like a really great time for just like reflecting and being inspired by nature and i definitely feel like going in this time like i knew about half the people, because I met so many people there last year. So I knew about half the people who were coming back. Um, And I quickly realized that I'm someone that like, I enjoy pushing myself, especially when it comes to being creative. Like I want to force myself out of my comfort zone to be creative. And so 
I was really like the first day we were there, I was really struggling because it's so easy to just like hang out with the people that, you know, or places that, you know, you know, and literally since I have been to the ranch before, I know where stuff is. I, you know, know what the scenes look like. And I was like, I did not come here to do this, but I was really struggling with it. And we have like little group leaders and I talked to my group leader about it. And he was like, you got to stick to your gut. He was like, you are a different person this year. He was like, this is the same ranch, but like, it's been a year since you've been here. And like, you're a different person. And like, I started crying because I was just like, I think so much that I have bottled up, like what this whole past year has been like for me. And like, when I actually thought about it, I was just like, oh my God, like it was, it was so hard. So after I just decided like, okay, I'm going to, you know, not give in to peer pressure. I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to do like what I want to do. I felt like, um, I had a really good time on the ranch. They always bring professional writers, um, to speak to us. And the first one that we got to hear from was Wendy Calhoun. And she was a writer for Nashville justified, um, like all these different shows. And she just had a wealth of knowledge. Like she, she gave like a formal, like, not a speech, but she spoke to us in a formal capacity in the morning. And then she spent the day with us and she like hung out with us at night. Like she drank with us and went to like the campfire with us and stuff. So she was so cool to get to know. And then our second speaker was Jim Hart. He wrote Contact, um, Dracula, Hook. He was there last year and he always hangs out with us. Um, But this year I asked him specifically if he had any advice for me in writing a Hallmark movie. And he said that he wrote one. Um, He was like, they didn't buy it because I didn't stick to their formula. (laughs) But it really just, I loved it so much because no one at the ranch in the retreat has ever been like cross to me about wanting to write Hallmark movies, but it's very easy to, when you meet other writers, they tend to be very pretentious. And when I say I want to write Hallmark mm-hmm. movies, a lot of people are like, okay, whatever. Cause they want to do like big box films. Um, so the fact that like a very successful writer is, he was like, Oh yeah, I wrote one of those. Like he did not even flinch at it. I was like, Oh my gosh, I love it. So yeah, I felt when I left, I felt like rested and motivated. So it was good. I've had a good, good week. Of course, it took me a little bit to get used used to like normal life once I got back. But yeah, welcome back. Yeah. So (laughs) one thing that I thought was so cool was like, um, because like I said, I went last year and I really didn't know anything about George O'Keefe before I went. And I, I went on a horseback tour um last year where they let you ride like up to one of her homes that she had um Mm. and I mean it is just in the middle of nowhere like it's almost creepy like how isolated she was but I got to know a little 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 about her but then when we were in New Mexico when we went to Santa Fe first we went to the Georgia O'Keeffe Museum and there they had much more of her work like at Ghost Ranch they really only have the work that she did there Mm-hmm. Um, but in the museum, they have work that she did when she was living other places and she lived many places. Um, and so I was kind of like, okay, I was getting like more understanding And this, uh, museum had some of her clothes, her cookbooks, uh, some of her like art supplies. 
So I was like, wow, this is so cool. And then I signed up to take a landscape tour at the ranch when we got there. So you can get on this, it's like a little bus and they take you all over the ranch, but they also literally will have you get out of the bus and they'll be like, okay, this mountain or this mesa and like tell you about it. And then they'll show you the painting that she painted of it. And that was so neat to see like her painting next to the real thing. And so much of her work was literally just steps from like her front door. So it's like she just got up, went outside and would set up an easel and start painting. And I love that. I felt like, you know, we're always trying to like do so much to like get inspired or yeah, you know, travel around the world to do this. And it's like she literally just walked outside her front door and would paint that. And sometimes she would paint that same thing like the she famously painted like one of the mesas 28 times um so she would just paint things until she was like totally satisfied with them but um I was just sort of like becoming enamored with like her story and all of it and the tour was so neat and then I kept seeing this at the museum I saw it and then at the library on their ranch I saw this book and it's like a book of letters that her and her husband sent back and forth because he lived in New York while she was in New Mexico so I ordered the book like from the ranch and I just got it and it is just it's it's like 900 pages it's huge it's like 650 letters that they wrote back and forth to each other the course of 15 years and I'm just like I can't wait to read it. Like it's, it looks like it's going to be so interesting because he was a modernist photographer. They, they were just like a real, they were a famous couple of their time. So like getting that insider's look is like something that's pretty rare. Um, And they've had this like high society of like artist friends, you know, Andy Warhol and like, I'm excited to read that, but I'm sure it'll take me forever to get through it. Yeah, it was a good time, and um, you definitely need that, like, time to, like, disconnect and, you know, think about think about stuff and write stuff. Yeah, I need that. Wes and I need to take, like, we've been talking about doing, like, a camping trip, you know, so, but I have stipulations, like, obviously, I need a bathroom close by. And yeah, I was going to say, are you a big camper? No, like... There's a lot of rules. I need I need a bathroom and a shower close by, like okay. within walking distance. And you know I don't like to walk that far. Yeah. Um, and an air mattress. So you got a camp like a tent that's big enough to put an air okay. mattress in. Things like okay. that. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So not full glamping, um, but somewhere where we can go disconnect. Yeah. We yeah. Need to do that. Yeah. It's good. It's good too. Mm-hmm. so but yeah well we had a wonderful guest this week and you should introduce her since since you're uh, also a customer i love whenever it's full circle like that so our guest this week is kate stewart from bobble stockings and that's bobble like a piece of jewelry something sparkly I, this is a business that I have shopped at, which is, I mean, really most of the time when we're looking for guests, that is the first place I look. I 
look in recently, you know, I've really been looking at what products are I like beauty products am I using? What is in my kitchen? Because I shop so much at small businesses and I have followed Kate. I bought the stockings in 2021 and have continued to follow the business uh, because I just think they're doing such great things. And it's also a tradition, which we talk about in the episode, but I think traditions are just, that's my favorite part of the holidays, the year, anything like I love um, traditions, but she'll explain explain it in the episode. But I will say I was thinking about the gifts that I've gotten out of my bobble stocking. And we've had it, we've done it for two years now. And um, you put little clues in your stocking as to like what the gift would be. And the first year my mom and I did the bobble stocking, my gift was a pretty sizable gift card to Gold Belly, like where you can order food from anywhere. Um, oh. Yeah. Like my mom was like, I'm a big foodie. And so she was like, you can order, you could order a cheesecake from New York or whatever. Like, so I actually ordered vegan uh, pot pies from New York City, from Brooklyn. And I also ordered a ton of seafood gumbo from Commander's Palace. And I'm going to be ordering that again. Like I ate on it. I just finished it. Like like in January or February, like recently, cause you just keep in your freezer. Mm-hmm. Um, that was what I got my first year. And then this past year I got like a, a vintage crystal decanter and the clues, <laughs> the clues in my stocking were like all drinks that were popular the year the decanter was made. So it was like 1960. <laughs> so I was like reading the clues and I'm like, what the heck is this? Cause it's like Alabama slammer, blue coconut ice, like all these like random things. I'm like, is this like a bottle of rum? Like what the heck is it? So I had no idea um, what it was, but yeah, it's just like, it doesn't have to be the most expensive gift, but it's like your most like, meaningful gifts so those are the two gifts I've gotten out of my bobble stocking but I really just messaged Kate on a whim thinking because I noticed that she I believe she follows the podcast or she interacts with our posts on Instagram so I was like let's just see if she would be interested in being on the show and I was actually a little shocked when she said she would so I'm really glad we got to talk to her yeah, I feel like we kind of have a celebrity on this week. <laughs> uh, especially the more we got to talk to her, I was, you know, we took a, a quick break between recording and then coming back for the intro. I was like, Wesley, she's been to Kathy Hilton's house for, for a party and she met Chris Jenner. <laughs> you know? And he was like, who's Kathy Hilton? And I was like, oh my God, it's Paris's mom. <laughs> yeah, it's... It's seriously like, I mean, not to be a cheeseball, but I just feel like it's a testament. Like you'll hear all of her story about how she got to connect with the Hiltons. Like it's a testament of like right time, right place, but also like she is doing something she's meant to be doing. So it's like things are just looking for her and it's early enough that you could definitely order your bubble stocking. I mean, they're not made to order. You just buy them now, but most of them are for, you know, Christmas and Hanukkah. So you could order them and get, get ready for the holiday season. 
Yeah, for sure. You know, we always try to bring in guests that are, you know, their business is meant for good. And we talk about it in the episode, but it's just beautiful how her business model is set up to support, you know, women in Haiti that aren't always given opportunities. You know, I, I think a lot of people have forgotten about Haiti over the years. You know, there was, I remember, I think like, and high school or early college, there was a lot of support for Haiti because of like a tsunami or something like that. But I haven't really heard a whole lot about it since then. So I'm really glad that it's still a focus on some people's minds. And it brought me back to, you know, remembering that, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's still a lot of people out there that need help. Obviously, there's people in our country that need help too. But you know, we can't always change that. So I, I do yeah. love her business model. Yeah. So I hope that um, everyone enjoys because she was certainly, she was certainly fun, very fun to talk to. Yes. Yes. And <laughs> Kate, you are not too much. Like I said, at the end, you were just enough. <laughs> yes. Well, y'all enjoy. We were, we were so excited to talk to Kate from Bobble Stockings and here she comes. Yeah, cool. Well, thanks for joining. How are you tonight? Yeah, I'm excited to be here. I always feel like it's always a good conversation and it's always like practice. I feel like always talking to people because yeah. I, I get really excited, y'all, but it's so much fun to talk to different people and it's like there's so much to learn out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I thought it was so interesting. You're thinking and saying yoga for all humans. Yeah, yeah, like, that's oh, my God. yoga studio. <laughs> Um, I can't touch my toes is embarrassingly enough. Um, so I'm either, always I'm a yoga teacher. <laughs> I'm really jealous of any sort of like yogi type person. Look, that's uh, so I'm a yoga teacher. Well, I guess it's not obvious, but I'm a yoga teacher and I usually can't touch my toes either. So that's kind of why I started the studio because we see like a lot of unrealistic things, you know, of like being flexible and stuff. And it prevents people from, you know, trying it or feeling like they're doing good enough, you know? So a lot of our yoga is all about like where you are today, you know, like if you're not touching your toes, if you can't do a forward fold, whatever, it doesn't matter. What matters is that you're moving and treating yourself well, you know? I love, I love that. Are we going to talk about this on the podcast or do y'all remember how y'all found me? I remember how I, I, well, I mean, I have bobble stockings. It's a tradition that my mom and I, um, practice it over Christmas, um, which I'm sure we'll get into, but I first discovered bobble stocking because I follow Kathleen Barnes, an influencer. Um, I love her. Yeah, me too. Um, Carrie Bradshaw lied, I think was her, like, I don't know if that's her still, still her name. Um, but she has like fantastic home style, but she also loves reality TV, which I love. So I love following her and she posted bobble stockings. And I thought these are so gorgeous. And then when I look at the website, I was like, okay, these are so like the, the tradition, I love traditions. Uh, so I bought my mom and I each a stocking and this Christmas will be our third, um, Christmas having our stockings. Boy, I love you. That makes me so happy. I'm like, <laughs> that's like the best. I love, I love meeting people that way. And I also like Kathleen is the nicest human. She is. So I've never met her in person. I just like know her from Instagram 
And she's never used my like to know it links. Like she's always been like, Kate, I like, I just want to help you. And I want to help the team in Haiti. And like, I don't, I don't need to get a commission on this. And like her follow, like the people who follow her adore her. Yeah. And like, I don't know, there's so many, and I believe that influencers should be paid. Like I have a very high percentage on like to know it. I put a 50% commission on there. Because I feel like most of my influencers don't get paid enough for what they do for us. But there are some like very heavy hitters that have never used a commission link. Mm -hmm. Because they're just like, I I just want to help you. It's funny that you say that because I really, um, I try to limit like the number of influencers I follow. And especially over the last few years, I cut, I stopped following a lot. And Kathleen is really, I think one of maybe three that I kept because I feel like she's such a good balance of, yeah, she does post, you know, stuff to buy, but I feel like she's pretty conscious about not being ridiculous with your spending. I love her, her hot takes, like, like I said, on pop culture, but I also love her style. Like she's Southern, but she's very quick witted. Like, I feel like it's such a good balance. Like you can tell she really knows what she's doing. Yeah. That's, it's always fast. Like, that's also interesting. Cause like, I, I talk to the camera. If you ever follow me on Instagram, I talk to the camera all the time. Like I just talk and like don't have the setup and all that stuff. And it's like, when you watch the people who really know what they're doing and you're like, it's, they're like, it's not that hard, Kate. Like, just put it on, just put it on a tripod. <laughs> I just put it on a tripod. Like, why can't you just put it on a tripod? I've got a tripod upstairs. I've got a ring light upstairs. I clearly don't have them, <laughs> but I love it. Like, I, I don't know the influencer world to me as a small business that, and we can probably talk about, them, but like they've meant so much to me. And like, I came in kind of being like, do I believe in this? Like, do yeah. I do it? And I definitely have run into some people who I don't believe in, um, but I've drinking the Kool-Aid on a few people where I'm like, you know, what's up? Like, I like you. Yeah. She's That's great. awesome. Well, I would just love to hear, you know, the tradition behind bobble stockings because Holly obviously knows about it, but I came into it blind until, you know, Holly synced up with you as a guest. And then I was like, oh, what is this? So it was completely (laughs) new to me. So I would just love to hear, you know, what's the tradition behind it, how it came to be a business, all that good stuff. So bobble stockings are based on my family's Christmas tradition after all your presents have been open, you go to the tree, you get your bobble stocking down and the final gift of Christmas or a clue to it is in the stocking. So it's a save the best for last. It doesn't have to be the most expensive gift. It's more like the most thoughtful. It's that one that makes you feel like warm and like that. Oh my God, how'd you remember this? Or, oh my, you know, like it's just the one that makes you feel like people are paying attention. Um, And growing up, I thought every mom had one because we did it for my mom. So my mom had this little needlepoint ornament that she'd stitched herself and it hung on our tree. And my dad and my big brothers and I would go shopping every year. And we would talk about my mom and everything she'd done for her family and what she meant to our family. And not just mom drives us to soccer practice, but really like, who is mom? Like, what does mom love? What is mom's interest? Um, And so we bought the special gift. And when I learned that other people didn't have it, I wasn't necessarily sad about the gifting part, but that experience with my dad and my brother's that was like a really core memory for me for Christmas was mm-hmm. getting to like go and talk, talk about my mom and this gratitude. Um, and then when we launched the company, everyone said, that's great, but I want to do it with my kids or my husband or my whoever. And we mm-hmm. said, well, anybody can do it. It's just the idea that last gift's the most thoughtful. And they are all hand-stitched needlepoint made for fair trade in Haiti. So when we started there, there were about 82 women stitching full-time 
And now we have with part-time employees, I think we've got about 1200 people stitching. Um, And that's the certified B Corp that I work with good threads needlepoint. And they're amazing. I talk about them all the time. I'm so lucky to work with them. I encourage anyone to work with them because they need the jobs, but it's just been amazing to be able to make that kind of impact there while also making impacts on people's Christmases back home. That's so beautiful. That's so neat. For people that don't know what certified fair trade means, um, what does that mean? So B Corp certified is the same as like Patagonia, Ben and Jerry's. Um, It's the highest level of certification you can get, which means we do business the right way. Um, There's, it took, I think David, who's the owner of Good Threads, I think he said it took him like 80 hours, including interviews and finding out like how the, how people are paid and all that kind of stuff. David's fascinating. He is, I always tell people, I'm like, he's a way better interviewee than me, clearly. Um, His passion is education. So he started the work so that the moms could keep their kids in school because he just wanted the kids to get an education and he needed the women to make a good wage so that they could pay for the rent, so they could buy property, so they could live, you know, like a good life. You needed a living wage. A lot of times people go into these countries and they have the people making trinkets. Well, you can't live off of trinkets, you know, and you definitely can't employ a lot of people on small things. So making very expensive items like needlepoint. Needlepoint is an art form. Mm-hmm. It pays them very well. And that was probably the coolest thing when I when I put my manu, I moved my manufacturing there, was interviewing the women with a translator. And they were like, oh, I've bought a house. And these are women that were house yeah. surfing, basically. They were moving from family member to family member, pulling their kids out of school. And they own land. They own a house. They're now the bosses of all of the other people. Like, it like blows my mind what David's yeah. been able to accomplish through miniature through miniature stockings. Um, <laughs> um, and they make belts and dog collars and key fobs. I mean, what they can do is amazing. But in their stitching, I hope that everybody just at least Googles me after this. Look up bobble stockings. It's a needlepoint. And the coolest thing about it is they're stitching blank canvases. They don't stitch on a painted canvas. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. stitching by sight. So the skill level of these women I'm working with in Haiti it's just like, it blows my mind. I couldn't, I couldn't yeah. compete with them in a needlepoint contest any day. I will say as someone who has the stockings, I'll post a picture on our Instagram, like when, when this goes live. Um, but that was the one thing, like when I got it, I mean, it's one thing to see them on the website, but when I got it, I was like, this is immaculate. Like the quality is insane. And every, obviously I've only, you know, had them for two years now, but both times that I've pulled them out for Christmas, it's like, they are just, they're so beautiful. Like it's intricate. It's not like, Oh, it's a red and green stocking. It's intricate designs. Like they're gorgeous. Yo, thank you. We're very, I want them to be heirlooms. Like I really hope people pull them out every year and it brings joy and happy memories and they love them and they just get to stay with them and then they get to be passed down. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they're definitely that high quality. I think the hardest part is picking the design because there's so many designs. <laughs> that is definitely Sarah Watson is my artist, like is our artist in Fairhope, Alabama. She graduated from Savannah College of Art and Design, which I could plot if they would pay me to sponsor that. I mean, like I talk about Savannah College of Art and Design all the time. <laughs> they Everyone who has worked for me, I've had photographers, stylists, um, artists, uh, video makers. Like, I, I, being in Atlanta, I'm very fortunate to have SCAD in my backyard. Um, yeah. But Sarah is our, our main artist. She's been with me since the very beginning. 
she happens to be the only artist I knew seven years ago when I started this because she's my matron of honor's sister-in-law. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it was on the, like, literally the cusp of thinking, I want to make this a product. And I was like, I need to meet an artist. I know one artist <laughs> and I have a very loose connection. And now, I mean, I talk to Sarah every other day and I'll just throw an idea out and she comes back and has something amazing. Her, so she didn't do anything with needlepoint before she met me. She didn't know how, because needlepoint, there's 4,000 stitches in each bobble stocking. So when she does the artwork for it, she has to do 4,000 dots to create the pattern. Mm-hmm. And just watching her skill level increase, you know, exponentially over the last seven years for like just getting to know it. Like I would say our first, we still have of our first 14 designs. I think 10 of them are still for sale. Like we still sell 10 of them and they're great, but just to look at 2023 designs comparatively, she just, she understands the whole canvas. Mm-hmm. So when you first decided that you were going to make this a business, was that your first step finding your artist or what was like your, what was your move? My from- first step, what, and I actually just posted about this on Instagram last night was my first, I was working a full-time job. Um, I was a secretary for, for my dad. I moved home from Panama and Central America and his secretary of the last 12 years was 72 and she had found love online and she was moving to Colorado. Oh my and God. my dad was like, look, I got a job. You don't steal. You can come work for me while you figure <laughs> out your life. <laughs> and I was like, thanks dad for your vote of confidence. I really appreciate that. <laughs> so I went to work for him and I had my first baby. My first email was in May of 2016. And I was emailing people that I thought could do the needlepoint work. So for me, I always knew it had to be needlepoint because my mom's was needlepoint and my mom is an avid needle pointer. Mm -hmm. I did not know upon those first emails, how rare needlepoint is. (laughs) That might be my, that could be my Achilles heel of all the things. I usually say that I know of, there are six manufacturers of needlepoint in the world. Wow. Wow. And they all are specialized team. Like Smathers and Branson has their own team. Um, Hunt and Hope has their own team. Good Threads is, is the team we use. And there's two in China. And then I, I think there's one that I'm like, I think there's an extra one. So I'm like, I'm rounding up on that. So maybe, maybe there's seven. I don't know. Um, but I did not know that when I jumped into this, to this thing. I thought I was like very impressive for finding a manufacturer for this. <laughs> So yeah, so I had to find the manufacturers of that. And then I went to Sarah for the artwork. And Sarah actually told me no at first. She didn't like, she, the original concept was it was just for mom. Cause I just, I, that's what I grew up with. And she was yeah. like, this sounds like some bougie, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know. Nah, I'm good on this. Like, you know, getting car keys for Christmas thing. I was like, that's not what it is. <laughs> so she was like, I'll, I'll pass you on to someone else. And so I let a month go by. And she was living in Brazil at the time. And I, um, I wrote her after a month and I said, hi, you know, like, did you happen to talk to any of your friends? And she's like, oh, I forgot, but I'll just, I'll just try for you. I'll just, you know, like send me, send me what you think, you know, a nutcracker looks like. And I said, what do you mean? What I think a nutcracker looks like. And she was like, well, like a Ralph Lauren polka dot is not the same as a Kate Spade polka dot. I need to know what your nutcracker is supposed to look like, mm-hmm. <laughs> which right, that yeah. gets everybody. Everyone's like, that's right. Those are two very different. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. That's um, very true. So yeah, so Sarah, Sarah came on board 
And then luckily for me, my one of my best friends was graduating from SCAD in graphic design. And so mm. she came on and did all my branding. <laughs> and then we did photography. We did photography six months before we launched was when we did our first photo shoot. So that was kind of like if I was going to nail down exactly what we did. Yes. And I, I like the order in which I did it. The one thing I've, all, I've gotten really lucky and that I have an artist. It's amazing. And she is willing to be a freelance artist for me, right? Like I can email Sarah anytime, but she doesn't need me to write her. Like I don't have to supply Sarah with a amount of work each, each month or whatever. And her, I mean, it ebbs and flows. And then graphic designer, I think branding is super important. I think all the PR agencies I've worked with have been so like, is the word grateful. They're all like, you look good. Like you've got, you got your branding down. And then photography, photography is definitely, since I got lucky with my best friend doing my branding, photography is the one thing that I just splurged on yeah. the, from the very, very beginning is you make yourself look good. And cause nobody knew who I was. And at the time, yeah. Without people knowing that, they only knew Smathers for Needlepoint. They didn't know how much a Needlepoint stocking was supposed to cost. So when I first started, people were aghast that I was charging $85. Mm-hmm. So I had to make sure my photography backed up my $85 price point. <laughs> yeah. But you know what's funny is, is years later, Nikki Hilton got us, the, got us the call with Saks, which we were carried in Saks. And on that call, like after I was on the, like the buyers for Saks, which are like, They've all, they were like the New York city Saks buyers and they'd all worked there for 20 years. So that's like the heart, like these people know exactly what they're doing. They asked me all the tough questions. It was the best interview I've mm-hmm. ever had. Right. And then this final thing to get me in Saks was they wanted to see my Dropbox of photos. And luckily I had a very organized Dropbox and I sent it and they were like, and you're in. And that's wow. how I got that account, which was crazy. But that's why I tell everybody, I'm like, make sure your Dropbox looks on point. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> I would have never thought about that. That's no, that's but isn't that crazy? It was like the final yeah. step. It was that last, like, yeah. Cause I'm thinking about like my promotional materials for the studio and it is chaos. So that, <laughs> that's good to know. <laughs> oh, mine is like, mine is like all stocking, like all the stockings in it. People think that I must have this like big staff. There's just two of us up there. Yeah. And most, and I'm pretty bad about being like, it's easier if I do it myself. You know, like, yeah. Um, so I like I type in every time we get our shoot, our photo shoots in, I go and manually type in so that they're organized by their file name, by like, if you buy the classic Nutcracker stocking and you want to put on your website, you open my Dropbox, you go to classic Nutcracker, all my photos are right there with the on white, you know, with the lifestyle, with the like stylized flat leg. And that's also worked well for us for magazines because a lot of magazines don't do their own shoots mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. So to have our stuff, especially when we have files that say like new for this year, because then they just click on it and they're like, no one's seen this yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if I, if I give any small business, any tip, it's, it's get your, get some photos. It doesn't have to be a massive shoot. You can get a great lifestyle photographer for 350 bucks, 400 bucks. Yeah. And they, they take a lot of photos in an hour. Mm-hmm. If you're ready, mm-hmm. if you have a shot list for them, have your shot list ready as well. Yeah. But we find in the last five years, we use the same, like for our lifestyle photos, I'm like, okay, I need Peter looking at the child like this. You know, like mm-hmm. I need the child doing this. Like I kind of know, like there's no reinventing the wheel at this point. Yeah. Just new, out- just new outfits, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's so fun. So 
I saw that you have full size stockings too, but with the bobble stockings, like what size are they? They're the size, I would say this, I have large hands, but they're the size of a hand. They're six inches okay. by four inches. Okay. So they can fit a business card. Like okay. they can really fit like a stack of business cards, but they're meant to not be too big. So you, a lot of clues. You can't get yeah. hung up on the size of what you're putting in there. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I'm sure, you know, because this tradition came from Christmas, right? And so a lot of people associate bobble stockings with Christmas, but I saw that y'all have, you know, stockings for different occasions. So uh, can you talk a little bit about like other ideas like Valentine's Day or whatever the case might be? Yes. So I learned very quickly when I, when I, for, before I was launching, I went to um, lunch at one of my friend's house and she's a Jewish girl who married a Christian guy. And she said, Kate, mm. you know, I'm putting a tree up, but I cannot, I'm not getting a Santa stocking. And I was like, fair enough, fair enough. Mm-hmm. So I was like, it, you know, like, could I put a star David on? Because I didn't want, I never want, I'm the most inclusive person ever, but I never want to offend somebody by trying to be inclusive, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. there's just, mm-hmm. Just there's different ways of doing it. And sometimes people could get offended by whatever you're trying. So she said, no, that's not offensive. So I got my Star of David and the Star of David has been so well received. At first, I will say the Star of David was always picked up by Jewish guys who thought it was funny. And like, they were like, they were like, I've never seen a stocking with a Star of David. I will buy this. <laughs> I had a man who bought a whole table setting, like 12. He was like, I'm oh going to put God. this on all the place settings. Um, that was, that was in Texas. Um, and then we had, and then I had Christian I moms who were like, we can include her. And I was like, I don't know how well that received that's going to be. But then, so that kind of, so that was when I was selling in person a lot. And we just, we kept selling them. And we had different people come to me and say, we're using for table settings. And then I switched, we went, we got into school here and I go to a school that has a large Jewish population. And I started meeting people who were like, we have your stockings. Like all my new Jewish so friends, crazy. they all have my stockings. Wow. And I was like, what do you mean? And they were like, we just want to say like, the kindest thing. I got a note today from one of my friends on there. And she said, I just feel like I, I love that you have always, you've never, you know, hesitated on that. And so then we added the menorah and the dreidels this year. Mm-hmm. And then not to jump from Hanukkah to Valentine's Day, but I was like, well, why does a stocking, why is it associated with Christmas? I've never, mm. it never even occurred to me until this past year. Like, why is that? Like, who, who got to say that? So we launched the Valentine's Day ones, the hearts, mm-hmm. and they did phenomenal. So then from there we did. Kentucky Derby, because I have a derby party every year. And I was like, this mm-hmm. seems like a really good business thing to do. <laughs> so that made, that made sense. So we did the Kentucky Derby one. We did, oh, then we just did Uncle Sam for 4th of July. Um, <laughs> and it was well received. And then we have um, birthday ones. Yeah, and so we're just, and we'll get to a, Hall, a Halloween one. I'm, I'm working with somebody who we just keep, you know, like the friend that you're like, we're going to do this. And then we haven't done yeah. it yet. So that's why there's not a Halloween one here. We just haven't focused and I can't do it without her because she's like my team for Halloween. And then like baby, was is there a baby show? Yeah, so we have the baby, we have the christening ones, we have the wedding ones, which just make really great gifts. You know, like everyone's always looking for a baptism gift or a wedding gift. Um, and the best thing is like starting a tradition, giving it as a gift is great because you give them that gift. Then even if you're not the one doing the tradition with them, they'll think of you every year, which mm. a lot of my grandmothers have plotted with that. Where they're like, <laughs> I'm going to use this as my white envelope, but they'll have it forever. And I'm like, I love Uh that. It's great for you. (laughs) Um, 
so yeah, so we're always trying to to see what's next and to see if it's well received. And it has been. And I think a lot of it is the table settings. Mm-hmm. And then there's another small business called Fig and Dove out of Baton Rouge and their holiday decor. Colleen, it, the owner of, is a um, is an interior decorator who kept getting asked to do people's homes. And mm-hmm. she was like, there's not enough high-end Christmas decor. So she made her own brand. Amazing. Um, <laughs> And she does these acrylic um, stocking holders that go on your mantle. Mm-hmm. So they're acrylic and they have like a gold or you can buy it in silver, like hook on it. So it's like very minimalist. Mm-hmm. And they look, I just discovered this when I decorated for Derby Day, is that even the bobble stockings can hang on them solo and it looks fabulous. Mm-hmm. So any time of year, you can have your stockings out. It doesn't have to be for the holidays anymore. <laughs> What is the business about? So I'm originally from Baton Rouge. That's just the small world that we live in. Yes. Um, and that's where Holly and I met was in Baton Rouge, actually. At, in college, we went to LSU. Yeah. So what was so the business called, name? So it's called Fig, F-I-G, and Dove, D-O-V-E. Okay. And Colleen Wagas. I always, I say Colleen Wagaspec, and then I'm like, I don't know if that's correct. It's a Louisiana name. They're like, it's very common. Wagaspec is right. Yeah. Okay. Her husband is running for governor right now. No big deal. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I did um, see that side. I was in Louisiana last week. So I, 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 is yeah. the, she's the nicest human. She's actually, her company discovered me six days after I accidentally launched my Instagram account because wow. I thought you could like put an Instagram account up like a website, right? Like you just like yeah. start getting your business one prep. Little did I know you make an Instagram account and it alerts all your friends. Kate has made a new Instagram oh. account. <laughs> Mortified. Um, so I started posting the pictures we'd luckily taken and Colleen contacted me and was like, we want to do needlepoint stockings, be our friend. You want to do a collaboration? And I was like, yes, what is a collaboration? Um, (laughs) and sure enough, she got on the phone with me and I took three pages of notes on the phone with her who was two years ahead of business. But at the time felt, you know, like still I learned from her all the time, but leap years ahead when somebody's two years ahead of you. And, um, and I typed up all the notes and I sent them. To my mom, my dad, and my graphic designer being like, okay, guys, this is how small business works for product-based businesses. Because <laughs> none of us knew product-based businesses are the most random. <laughs> like, yeah, you just don't meet that many people who are in that kind of thing. Even though we all have products constantly, there's not a ton of like, you learn, you learn everybody very quickly. Yeah. I can relate. Yes. <laughs> Had no idea how to start a yoga studio. Yeah. <laughs> but now you feel like the learning curve was fantastic, right? <laughs> yeah, I've figured out a lot. Yes. <laughs> I actually just started a, a document, a Google Drive document, and it's called Small Business Cheat Sheet. I'll share oh, it with you. Perfect. But I put okay. a bunch of my friends who have businesses. I was like, guys, we tell people the same stuff over and over yeah. again. So we might as well just like put our clues here to save everybody time and money. And it has like the like little disclaimer being like, this is just our personal experience. Yeah. But like, I didn't know you can get a deal on stamps.com if you get it through ShipStation. So if you get a ShipStation membership, it's only 10 mm. bucks a month versus a stamps.com membership is like 20. And I've never used ShipStation in my, I don't know if I should say this online, but I've never used ShipStation in my life. I've had a membership since the beginning. And I just use stamps.com for a discount, but things you just didn't know, like, but someone else told me that someone. (laughs) 
That's wild. I, I can't imagine how many little tips and tricks there are. That's cool to you. I'll have that cheat sheet. I will, I will I'll take it, it if you, if you <laughs> actually, I don't know how much you can apply to yoga. You'll have to like add in like, here's what you do for the girl who can't touch her toes. You make her feel good. <laughs> <laughs> That's all good. Oh my gosh. It sounds like you're you're working with kind of the the many the third party company that sort of handles the most of the logistics with your artisans. Is that is that how that works? So David's team, yeah. So David Palmer is my partner. He's actually um, from Michigan. He's from Detroit. Okay. He went to University of Colorado at Boulder, and he ended up in Dominican first, and then um, he was teaching refugees in Dominican at his okay. school, and he started the company there. And then there was so much animosity towards Haitians in Dominica, Dominican Republic that they then had to flee Dominican to go back to their native homeland of Haiti. Um, and he Google searched best surfing in Haiti, which landed him in Jack Mel. And he says, that's a lie. It is not the best surfing in Haiti. <laughs> but so Dave, yeah, so David handles everything in there. So I work with David directly and I say, here's what we need. Like here are samples. And we up in this year, we might've found a, a, a great partner for them to take up a lot of work because we've been supplying a majority of their work for several years now, but it was a lot of pressure on me. It was not, it's definitely not a normal relationship that we have because as David has told me before, like people don't eat, you know, like it's not, Haiti doesn't have the same um, amenities or safety nets that our country has. Mm -hmm. Uh, so there was, there's been a lot of pressure, especially like with COVID. And I mean, just the last few years have been a little crazy. And, um, and so I'm very hopeful that this, that he has a new partnership that's going to work out that takes pressure off me because it matters so much, like so much of what I do, I wake up every morning and it's kind of like, you got to get out there and do something because if you don't, somebody won't eat. But if you do, and you do something really great, somebody new might get to like to have more food, you know, like Mm -hmm. you're really making an active difference in someone's life. I WhatsApp with our stitchers. So there's like 10 stitchers that have my number and they'll like send me pictures and we'll pay them for their photos. Um, instead of like bringing a photographer down, it's just easier to say like, Mm -hmm. you send me your photo. Like you're there. Um, and it's been, I'm really lucky. Like I, I feel that over and over again. Like I'm so lucky to have David there. I think a lot of companies like mine that do business overseas, they take people's word for how things are made. First of all, which I don't, I, when I meet somebody who manufactures, I'm like, have you been, have you gone to meet the people? Uh, Cause I actually did. I went to China and I had to pull out of there um, because I wasn't allowed to meet who was making my products. And mm. I got a very bad feeling in my, in the pit of my stomach. And I was like, no. So I spent a year searching fair trade to land in Haiti with David. I flew to meet David. You can't not see the sisters in Haiti. Like you, they're everywhere. And then we got to interview them and it's so great. It's so like, I can try, people ask me if I go down there all the time. I don't need to go down. I already went and checked. I already did the checks and balances and they would rather have me up here selling yeah. to send them work, right? They don't need my face there because I can't teach them anything. I just told y'all, I can't needlepoint very well at all. <laughs> 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 they don't need me there whatsoever. They need me to send work. Um, so it's been great. I'm definitely a PR person. I majored in PR. And so having like the yin and yang of me and David, we've gotten to the final round of Shark Tank before, like before you get on stage. Oh, wow. And I think, and they said it had to be the two of us. 
And I'm like, cause I would come out in a, a giant skirt and high heels and David would maybe come out in like flip flops. Like, <laughs> 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 we're quite a duo, the two of us. So the reason I wanted to ask about the logistics, I was actually just looking in my email to see if I could find it. But um, so I obviously saw bobble stockings from Kathleen and then I ordered my stockings. This was in 2021. I ordered them like in the fall. I just had this moment of, you know, like I grew up like most of my family members are entrepreneurs, small business owners. And I think the more, you know, years that pass, the more like that people get used to Amazon and things turning around in two days and having like, I've owned an Etsy shop where it's like, I'm making handmade things and people are like, where's my stuff. Um, so it's like, I know what that's like on this end. Um, and then I just feel like with the pandemic, like we were having all, you know, everyone was experiencing these like longer shipping times and people were getting so frustrated. And I, I don't know if you if you both feel the same way, but I feel like ever since 2020, like it's now okay to just like be super outrageous to people. And so anyway, I placed my bobble stockings order and I got an email from, cause I, I don't know if it was like my specific thing, but I got an email because I think at the time there was like some civil unrest, like in the area. Yes. And so you sent an email saying, I mean, this, I don't have the exact email, but it sounded like- it I was, know the email. I literally am about to start crying. I know was, exactly which email you're talking about. This email was basically explaining that the person getting these stockings was like facing some serious harm to, to get these stockings. But it also sounded like people were angry that they hadn't gotten their stockings yet. And it was like, when I saw the email, I was like, oh my gosh, like now people are like, and it, granted it was fall. Like, I think I ordered my stocking in October. Like it was going to get here in time for Christmas. And it was just one of those things where I was like, I was telling my mom, I'm like, I ordered these stockings and I think people are like freaking out that they're not going to get their stockings in time. And this guy, I was imagining like the driver, like in this old truck on a bridge, like facing like the light. I'm sorry, I feel like I sound like I'm, la I'm laugh crying right now. <laughs> no, I know, you know what you were talking about is so specific, but I know it because it's like a core memory of mine for Bobble stockings. Yeah. So in 2021, so 2020, we had, we basically, we did great. It was fantastic. Like 2020, we were, I, I mean, I could digress on this, but like 2020, we ended up like with COVID, we ended up doing a buy one, get one free sale for our stitchers. So basically in March, I thought I was going to skate by COVID. I was like, I'm a Christmas coming. I've already ordered 20% of my cup stuff. Da, 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 da. Um, and now I get a call from David saying, Hey, we're about to ship the last of your order and we're going to lay off all of our staff. And I was like, oh my God, what, what do you mean? And he was like, Kate, like they're going to suffer. Like we don't have McDonald's, like we don't have anywhere. So I thought on it for, I think a total of like 12 hours, maybe 24 hours. And I ended up getting online, getting on Facebook, Instagram and like crying and being like, guys, I don't have to do. So I'm going to risk my entire company to a buy one, get one free sale on my website to move all the inventory that I'm about to get. And then we'll restock. So we'll create all these jobs because I don't have any money to buy more stuff. I don't have any need because I already bought more than I'd ever sold before. And we did that and that ended up being, you know, like that was, so then the order started coming in and then, and we ended up saving everyone's job and hiring like a hundred people. It was crazy. Mm -hmm. It was like, it was so good. God was good right then. Right. And so, and people all under, were on the understanding like, Hey, it's going to ship later. So then 2021 happens 
And in July of 2021, the um, president of Haiti was murdered, was assassinated. Yes. In the beginning of July. And then we had an earthquake in the beginning of August, followed by two hurricanes, which like mm-hmm. in Haiti, the tree, like there's not a lot of trees and stuff like that. So when it rains, it floods, like there's mass floodings and it's super scary. And I don't feel like those actually get on the news as much as they should for like, it's terrifying. And um, then all of the gangs, so there's some pretty bad gangs in Haiti. They took over all the towns surrounding Port-au-Prince. Because everything, everything in Haiti, so pretty much like the one fort is Port-au-Prince, which is kind of in the center of the island. But then they made it so all the road systems to get from the north to the south, you have to go to Port-au-Prince. It's all centralized. So what the gangs did, which is actually very smart, they took over every small town surrounding Port-au-Prince. So no one can go anywhere without dealing with the gangs. So the guy that we're talking about, Mono. So Mono is our driver who takes the stuff back and forth. And Mono basically risks his life every time still, because the gang still take over. If you'll follow the news, Haiti is not in, in good situations. Jack Mel right now is pretty is pretty chill, like where we are. But so Mono drives our stuff on a moto most of the time. Sometimes it's too big, he has to take a truck. But he takes the moto like a bike because it, you can weave and bob faster, which is terrifying to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has to drive it into Port-au-Prince. And what you're talking about in particularly was it came on the news. What happened that particular day? Something came on, like basically everything was on fire in Haiti. Like the whole country was on fire. And I started getting the most outrageous yes. emails. Where's I just my order? found the email where you said it. I found it. it. You explained everything that was happening with the gangs and that he was risking his life. But this is really what got me is what you're about to say is okay. that you put... The amount of emails I received last night after posting about the current issue at hand on Instagram was almost alarming, if not disappointing. There were not words of encouragement, but emails of, but what about mine? I am so sorry. I'm trying my very best. And you go on. And I was just like, are you serious? Sorry. I just burst out of tears. It was so hard. That was the hardest. That was probably one of the hardest things of my company. Yeah. Like it was so hard, but the responses I got to that email, oh my gosh, people are good. Like, yeah, I, it was awful. (laughs) I've never had anybody actually bring this up to me. It was awful. It was so hard. I had to write a thousand people, a thousand people and tell them that I was failing. To me, I felt like I was failing. I can't control a country, but like I didn't have people's stuff. And I was writing saying, can I change your order? Can I, can I do, you know, like I was moving. If you wanted to change your order, people who wanted to cancel, I would cancel and refund their order. And I would find their exact order in a store. I would put it in a cart and I would send it in the link and say, here's a local store that has exactly what you wanted. You know, you can buy it from them. Mm-hmm. Um, I respond every email is that I worked by myself then. So yeah. every email was sent by me. Like I responded to every single one of our people. But I think since then, it's like one, the responses that were amazing. I mean, I have people that write me and say, Kate, I don't care if they come next Christmas. Yeah. And like, that's, I, that's what I'm saying. Like this email was literally sent November 10th. So we're talking about a, like six weeks until Christmas <laughs> and that it's, it's a non-essential item. Like it blew me away because like I said, like being on the other side, I was just like, what? Um, I'm like, after the pandemic, like I feel like what we should have learned is that things are, things are things. And like, 
we just made it through a pandemic. And, but instead it was like, no, we're, we're lashing out at somebody who can't make it across a a gang filled road. (laughs) It's not, but I want to say it's so much better than that. And I think also like my response to people two years from that is so much more like take, like, not that I'm like, take it or leave it, but like, I don't put up with people anymore. Like yeah. I used to want to please, cause I wanted to please her. I wanted to have every five star review. I wanted to do whatever, but like, I, yeah, I still get people who write me and yell at me for things that are totally out of my, and I'm a great, I will say I'm a great communicator. <laughs> I am like an over, like I email, I am there. Like if anything's a second late, I am making sure that it's taken care of. Um, and I do it all myself. Like I, personally, I'm the person writing the emails. I'm like you're the owner. And I'm like, Oh, I am. Um, <laughs> but people who choose to like yell at me because I have people that write me in all caps and yeah. like, and like, and it's just kind of like, ma'am, ma'am, I don't really have a lot of men yell at me. I don't have a lot of male customers, um, <laughs> but, but it's just kind of like, and I think a lot of times I can diffuse it. You know, like, I think, I don't think I've ever had a customer that it's just been left high and dry. I think you can catch people at the wrong moment. Yeah. I think people are wanting, especially during the holidays, people want to have the best holiday ever. For people sure. want people and people came to me to try and help make those memories. Like that's my whole claim. Mm-hmm. So I can, I, I do feel very strongly. I can make your Christmas more memorable, but then for me to be like, Oh, I don't have it now. I only sell inventory that I have in stock now. That's one lesson <laughs> that I learned. I don't even mess with being like, Oh, Haiti says it will be here. No, no, no. We get our inventory in very early in the year now, which my CPA thinks I'm crazy. He's like, you hold on to your inventory for like eight months. I'm like, yeah, because I've been in a situation where I didn't have it and it was very upsetting. Yeah. Um, but I think overall, Bobble Stockings customers, 99% of them are the best people in the world. Like, and, and I'm not saying the other 1% can be discounted. I think they just sometimes have to get perspective. Yeah. On that I'm also another person. Like I'm a human as well over here on the other side. Yeah. Um, but we've talked about like, like talking about, so we pack and ship everything here to talk about logistics. I, if, if anybody has a return, like we have people that order that realize they've ordered the wrong stock, you know, where they're like, I already own this one. I need to send back. I send a return. Like, I don't charge anyone for returning things. I don't have any, like, I try and be the easiest person because it drives me crazy that J crew no longer takes my, like, I can't just ship back my stuff. I have to go into the store. Like if I don't want to pay $15 for a fee when I'm like, I could ship it. I own a shipping company, basically. Like, let me ship it to you. So I don't know. I think communication is the key part. And like being honest with people has served me time and time again. You know, like that email, I can't believe I just cried, but that email brings up so many memories for me because it was so hard. Yeah. But I think a lot of my customers, like even the fact that y'all contacted me now, like a lot mm-hmm. of my customers know like where my heart is because of things like that, where it totally mm-hmm. sucked. It was the worst. That was like, that yeah. was the worst. <laughs> well, <laughs> People know where I stand. Mm-hmm. I'm never mm-hmm. not going to be honest about it. And like doing business in Haiti is hard, but like our orders matter. Like our yeah. order, even if you, if for some reason you didn't like my tradition, which is crazy, it's a great tradition. But if you did it, you can certainly get behind the fact that it employs women for fair trade in Haiti. Well, yeah, yeah. that's what I was going to say. Like 
buying, buying, you know, often buying from a small business means, you know, you're helping, you're literally helping somebody out. And I mean, in the case, in this case, like we're helping out multiple people, people in different countries. And so you would think that, um, I'm glad that the response to the email was, was much better because it's like, sometimes, I mean, that comes with the territory, like overseas. I mean, it's, that was political unrest. Like there's nothing that could have changed that. So and I think it's hard sometimes, you know, I said during COVID, it was interesting, like, because we have the political unrest in Haiti, which a lot of people haven't ever heard of that, like, where you're just like, the president was assassinated. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I always was like, you know what, I'm actually glad that I'm not in this. I feel like this is never going to come out right. But in the countries that were plagued by COVID a lot longer than us, because mm-hmm. people were so tired of a COVID excuse. Mm-hmm. Like my yeah. my reasoning of gangs was new to people. And they were like, there's your hall pass. At this point, I don't think I can say gangs, even though it's the same. It's the, the situation right. has not changed for me or my team. It's actually worse. But I've already had that. I've already had the learning curve for that. Yeah. So I needed to get it together after 2021. So I, cause I didn't get to say in 2022, if I'd said that I'd suddenly be the boy who cried wolf, even if it's true. Right. Um, so it's very, it's very interesting. Yeah. And maybe I think all, I really believe like all of my customers know everything about us, <laughs> which is probably not true. <laughs> um, maybe I could try to use the excuse, but I don't want to, I'm going to say yeah. that's enough. Well, I mean, I think the good thing is you didn't pull out, like you're still working with the women there and like, yeah. they're still getting, getting paid and getting ahead. So that's good. Yes. Yeah. My team is great. And Jack Mel is, I mean, uh, I really wish once everything calms down there, which we've been saying for a few years now, but it would be an amazing trip. Like I've gotten to go and like mm-hmm. people forget like Haiti is, Haiti has a bad rap. It's an Island. It's got beaches everywhere, guys. Yeah. It's got good food. It's got nice hotels. Like Haiti is actually very lovely. I saw over holidays, everyone was in Dominican and I'm like, that's the neighbor guys. If y'all all are right. there, like, Haiti is fantastic. It just, it needs to calm down a bit. Like I think the U S has pulled all of our staff out and stuff like that. So, but in my dream world, like in the next five years, I would love to do a trip like where I took people down there to like meet and see what's happening and get to meet the stitchers. You know, I'm really big in the needlepoint community now, which is like other people who needlepoint. And I would love for them to get to go down and stitch with my team in Haiti and see how they stitch by sight and see how they stitch the reverse direction of everybody because they learned originally from YouTube videos. So all my stockings are stitched from right oh to left instead of left to right. Wow. <laughs> because they learned watching it. Yeah. Video. Um, which at first I thought I was embarrassed by, but then I realized it's our signature. It's the coolest uh-huh. thing ever. One of the stocking, the one I picked for myself is one of them that was like caught up. That was the reason why the, why I was getting those emails because it was one of the ones that would, I think it's like a Rosewood Christmas tree or something. The Rose Medallion Christmas tree by Holly yeah. Holland for Dogwood Hill. Yes, that. that's the one I have. <laughs> and then I love it. And then the one I got for my mom is um, the Nikki Hilton with the white cat. Oh, Cat's um, Meow. That's a solid yeah. one. Yes. So I'm curious about the, like you have so many collabs, like the one I got is a collab. You mentioned the, with the decorator in Baton Rouge is a collab. You have Nikki Hilton. Like, how did you, obviously you told us about the Baton Rouge collab. Um, but like, how did you get connected with the Hiltons? Oh gosh. Um, well, all right. So collaborating in general came from me realizing 
if I wanted to grow the brand, I needed to like have other friends, right? Like I needed to not just be insular with just Sarah doing the art and me direct. Cause like I do, I tell Sarah what to make. Sarah designs it. I make the edits like that's that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I needed to grow. And so I started DMing artists on Instagram and I probably had like 2000 followers, maybe 1500. Like, but to me, that was like, it took me a long time to get to 1500. Like <laughs> I have accounts somewhere showing like year after year follower count because it gets to a point where there's like a tipping point, mm-hmm. but, and now it's even, Oh, trying to grow an Instagram following. Now I'm not even, I can't even go there, but yeah. it, it's challenging times. Um, so I realized I need to go. So I started giving these artists and honestly, a lot of them didn't respond to me. Um, some of them kind of were like, who do you think you are? And mm. then one person, Kelly Fielden wrote me back and she had like, I think Kelly had like 7,000 followers at the time, which to me was like, whoa, like that's a lot of followers. <laughs> and I wrote her and she said, you know what? I like looked at your website and I think, and I said, oh, and part of it was, I don't have any money because I'm fair trade, but could we give 10% of the profit to your charity of choice? So if it does well, you'll we'll benefit the charity, right? It, which again, maybe I also believe artists should be paid. So I see where the conundrum is there as well. <laughs> and Kelly, so Kelly writes, me, she's like, you know what? I read what you're doing and I like it. I want to help the ladies in Haiti. I'll let you. So she did a partridge in a pear tree. It's stunning. And she took that risk on me. And then from Ke- once I had Kelly do it, then other people were like, oh, well, if she did it, I'll do it. And so we started like, kind of like, kind of growing. And so then in 2000, so I launched in 2018. So 2020, um, I sent a stocking to an influencer and she gave it to Kathy Hilton's best friend. Okay. Oh my God. Her, her, okay. her friend, all right. The influencer posted it. And then Kathy Hilton's best friend DM'd the influencer and was like, I like this. Tell me where to get them. And so she bought it. And luckily the influencer messaged me and was like, Hey, Kathy Hilton's best friend just bought these for her. And that they were out of stock, by the way, lesson learned, right guys. Um, <laughs> And so I get them to Allison Spear, who's amazing, like who I've now met as an, like, she's just the kindest person. And so she gifted them to Kathy in 2020 and Nikki happened to be at the house and Nikki lives in New York and Kathy lives in LA. Yeah. And so Nikki happened to be there and I guess she opened them. Cause like, I didn't realize how many gifts celebrities get every day. Like they get a lot of packages, but since mm-hmm. it was from her best friend, she opened it. Cause it was like, Oh, it's, you know, it's my friend. And so then Nikki goes home to New York and she happens to go to the Love Shack Fancy opening. There's like this big Love Shack Fancy has these grand openings and the New York Ballet is there. Anyway, so the store is opening like on this in the same neighborhood that Nikki lives in. So she takes her two daughters in Love Shack. um, Rebecca Cohen had DM me like November 9th, like very late in the season. Like most stores are getting their orders now. And started screenshotting me DMs of like, I want these in my stores. Like here, send an email to this person and like get it. And I'm just like, what is happening here? Like it ended up, she was, I mean, Love Shack, I think was my biggest store that year probably. And it was just from like DMs from the owner being like, I like you, let's do this. So anyway, so Nikki goes to the Love Shack grand opening and she was putting stories, you know, on her Instagram. And she did a story. My stockings were hanging on a clothesline above the kids' clothes. Mm-hmm. Like just on a little rack as decor, like not even like you could buy it. And luckily this artist in Camden, South Carolina, Willa Hart, she DM me. I was in Birmingham at a show. She DMs me and she goes, did you see Nikki Helton just posted your stockings? And I was like, no, I'm, I'm at a show. So I like jump on my phone. Sure enough, Nikki Helton has posted 
clear as day, my stockings, like that is what she was photographing. Mm -hmm. And I'm just freaking out. I'm like, hi, my name is Kate. Um, those are my stockings. Like, will you be my, you know, like freaking out. And then I tell my PR team and they're deeming her. It was, it was a kind of chaotic. And Nikki was just like, sure. Like you can send me some, like whatever. So she sends me. So I sent her the ones that she picked, which also were out of stock, but note to everybody, never, ever have out of stock inventory <laughs> anywhere. Don't let anybody see your out of stock inventory. They will always want it. Yeah. Um, so I get them to her. And then two weeks later, and I tell her, you know, this is, thank you. It's supporting women in Haiti. And um, two weeks later, she sends me a link and it is her telling page six.com that we are the best Christmas gift of the year. The kindest, most out of the blue, like, and I am just, di I'm dying. I'm literally like, what is happening right here? So I am like, like I don't know if y'all follow Nikki home, but she is super chic. Like yes. she, like the Hiltons are just like, so yes. fabulous but nikki is like this whole another level of like ethereal like yes beautiful anyway and i'm just like dying so i so i'm just like texting with her and she's like if there's anything i can do to help you next year like just let me know and i say well could you design a bobble stocking for me and i literally am dying as i'm sweating i'm like <laughs> yeah. oh my god i can't believe i'm dming this i'm pacing my house and she goes sure here's my personal email email me in the new year what yeah. So I waited six days, January 6th. I still remember. I was like, literally every day I was like, can I email her? My husband's like, no, no. January 6th, I emailed her and I said, hi, can you do this? And sure enough, she designed with Thorne Alexander, who's a famous needlepoint artist. Cause I was like, she's got to work with like a needlepoint artist. Like she yeah. and Brooke from Thorne Alexander designed the set of five, mm -hmm. which is what the cat's from. Yes. And she got me into Saks and to Allison Olivia because her best friend Stacey Bendett owns it, which also I was randomly put on an email chain, chain with Stacey Bendett of Allison Olivia. And I, I'm not a fancy person, but all of a sudden everyone's like, what? You're on an email chain with Stacey? Yeah. Wow. And am I m mistaken in thinking that the bobble stockings were in a second split second of an episode of Housewives? Yes, they were in Housewives. So then okay. Kathy's now. So Kathy's yeah. been a guest artist now. But yeah, so they were they were there and I posted that. Um and then but then I went to Kathy's house for a party last year because Kathy oh was a guest God. artist. So I got to go throw a party in Kathy's house. I and she it. has them all across her mantle in her study. All of her stockings are hanging. It's so cute. They're like the Hilgens have been, I, I don't know how to say it without sounding like super cheesy, but they've just been the most selfless, kind people. I got to meet Chris Jenner at their house. Okay. And wow. she, Chris Jenner's posted us twice now because of the Hiltons, but mm -hmm. I met her at their house. She was like, she, y'all now seen how much I can talk. She <laughs> let me tell my whole story. Oh my gosh. She got them for all of her grandchildren, like the nicest people. And I just, it makes you like think about the press and like, not, yeah. you know, like, but the tabloids and stuff and like what people are trying to make drama about. Cause you're like, yeah. they seemed very normal and kind and like yeah. every, like the Hiltons have done nothing but been kind to me. So I don't know. I've been lucky. And that kind of has catapulted us to like all the next guest partnerships and all the different, you know, like, you know, it's, it's mm -hmm. been so helpful. And I have to think like how many people are employed in Haiti because of Bobble, but it's really because of people like Nikki and her mom and their friends who have just said like, we like you. This is yeah. a good idea. Let's help. Yeah. The, all of the Nikki, I have not looked at Kathy's, but all of the Nikki ones are so cute. Like it was so hard to decide and those benefit an animal charity, right? Yeah. Animal Haven in New York city. Yeah. So, so all of our guests, 
all of the guest artist stuff gives 10% of the profit goes to the charity of their choice. Uh-huh. And so in the last five years, we've given $97,000 to charities. Wow. Yeah. Cause when I gave it to my mom, it was like, okay, not only was this designed by Nikki Hilton, but then it, it benefits women in Haiti, but it also benefited the animal. Ch- like I was like, this is, it's such a feel good. <laughs> Yeah. My word count is very high. Everyone's like, your story is very in-depth. <laughs> I love it, though. That's so cool. It's great. And like the fact that it's tied in with, you know, special occasions is like even better. Yeah. It's really fun. And really, I try and read all these like business. I try and be very serious. And I read these business books. And, you know, they're talking about like how to sell your thing. And I'm like, you don't understand. I have all these great talking points. <laughs> I need everyone to hear every word. And then my stores are so sweet. I love our stores. We're in all these independent retailers across the country Mm -hmm. and they will laugh because they're super supportive of me, but they're like, Kate, I sell your story more than any other story of anything in this, in this shop, because you have this like massive thing behind it. And I'm like, you know, like, it's like one of those, like, do I say, I'm sorry, or do I say, thank you? Like, (laughs) or do I just say both? Like, Yeah. (laughs) That's amazing. I love it. Well, congratulations. I'm so glad to hear that, you know, it's doing well for everyone, right? Um, It it is a really good feel good thing that, you know, obviously you're supporting other people while you're supporting yourself, which is amazing. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a lot of fun. I I try and tell people all the time, like it's definitely people helping. Like it's, it's, I always say team bobble, even when I was like by myself in the office, it's like team bobble. Cause nothing would be possible without the people who are cheering us on and sharing our story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's, it's been, it's been that. And, and the, how can I help you? You know, like getting to be on y'all's podcast is such an honor for me. Like, I'm so grateful that y'all thought of me um, mm-hmm. and thought to include, I don't know if y'all saw enough stories of me or like that girl is going to be a lot, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> but just to be, to get to be included on like y'all's adventure and that helps us. Like every time I get to tell my story is, is a benefit to me. Um, And so thank y'all for having me tonight. I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. It was our pleasure. And that's kind of like we said up top, that's our mission is to get the word out because it's so hard. Like you mentioned, you know, how hard it is to grow an Instagram following. I can relate, you know, so (laughs) we're like, if we can make like some small difference and we try to focus on businesses that are in it for the good, you know, And obviously you are. So that's that's why we reach out. But I mean, we're more honored that you're here with us. You, so. you were vulnerable with us and you did not even have a drink. <laughs> you think about if I had a vodka drink here and then you're telling me the story and I burst into tears. That's a new one, guys. All right. Like, well, we have kept you long enough. Is there anything we didn't ask you that you want to talk about? And then we, no, we asked a lot of questions. No, I feel like y'all did great. I, I, um, no, y'all are great at interviewing. That was fun. Thank you. Thank that you. Easy peasy. And That's then our goal where, is to have fun. where can people find you online? You can find us online at www.bobblebaublestockings.com. People get confused with the bobble. It's not a bobblehead. It's a bobble like a piece of jewelry. And then on Instagram, we're Bobble Stockings. And we can be found at a lot of your local stores. So if you have a gift shop that you love, ask them if they carry bobble stockings. And if they don't carry them, tell them they should. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. Our stores provide 75% of our jobs for our team in Haiti. So they are very, very important to us. That's amazing. 
Okay. Is there is there a stocking that like is your favorite one? Ooh, Ooh. right now. All right. So we retire them every year. So there's okay. one stocking called All I Want for Christmas, and that's of a horse. But the one that we retired was of a horse and a little girl. And it's my childhood horse and my daughter oh. in a mockingbird dress who we did oh. a collaboration with last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this year, I really love, ooh, Buru is a, a designer out of LA, uh, Morgan Hutchinson. She has a stocking called Mrs. Claus Never Looks So Good. And it's of this like blonde, foxy woman with her sunglasses on and like a big stack of gifts. <laughs> and it's just very cheeky. I don't know. We've honestly, I feel like we have so many home runs. People are like, they can't all be bestsellers. And I'm like, yes, they can. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Why not? That's right. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, it was, it was fun. Thank you so much. We we really appreciate it. It was was amazing to hear your story, uh, all the stories and you, you are not too much. I promise. (laughs) (laughs) You're just Um, enough. Well, thank you guys. And yeah, don't be a stranger. Send me any, anything y'all could ever need. I'm, I'm an open book and I'd much rather answer questions like that than, um, than do my bookkeeping. So, um, <laughs> I hear that. you got, I you have that. a random inventory question. I will help you in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Y'all have a great night and, um, I'll talk to y'all soon. All right. Thanks, Kate. Bye guys. Um, Bye. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Holly, where can people find you? They can find me on Instagram and Twitter at OrangeJulia7, also on thebitterlemon.com and on Etsy, Bitter Lemon Digital. And Derek, where can people find you? So I am on Instagram with my personal account at Yoga with Derek, and that's D E R E K, spelled the correct way. And on Instagram for Yoga for All Humans, it is at Yoga for All Humans on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Um, don't judge my TikTok game. I'm still learning. On LinkedIn, you can sync up with me, Derek Hagler, on there. And Yoga for All Humans has its own LinkedIn account as well. And of course, yogaforallhumans.com is the studio's website. Small Business Happy Hour has its own Instagram account at Small Business Happy Hour. Or you can email us at smallbusinesshappyhour at gmail.com. Cheers. Cheers. See you next Tuesday. Tuesday.